Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So Jeff Hurst, the trailer broken at Billy Bones, a Paolo Dicario, a West Ham United, more than just a podcast, more than just a podcast. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 9, episode 31. Is that right? Yeah, we're getting really close to our 300th episode. So uh, we're going to have to think of something really exciting. That's easy for you to say. Yeah, 300th. Wow. 300 episodes of Talking Shit. I am here with Sean. Hello, Sean. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, Georgie Georgie. And welcome back. Thank you. Uh, hello to John, who joins us. Hello, John. Hello, George. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, not bad, thanks. Good. And we are here with the man himself. It's Shedman. It's Nigel Khan. Hello, Nigel. Hello, Nigel. On mute. I'll be me, Shed. <laughs> <laughs> Forever the <Shed> professional. <laughs> It's so I didn't. I don't like to interrupt if I've got a cough or the beginning. Sorry, so I muted it myself. That's all right. We'll let you off. To be fair, you didn't ask him where he was. You know that was the routine. George. Well, no, but where, where are you, Nigel? I'm in my shed. Hey. <laughs> Is that right now, Sean? That is fine. Spickly yeah. do. A uh, bit of a different one tonight. It's Monday night, it's four minutes past seven o'clock, and in 56 minutes we are playing against Liverpool, so live on Monday night football. So we're going to do a quick 25 minutes or so um, this side of the game, and then another half an hour on the other side. So let's start looking back on our last game against Manchester City, another game live on Sky last Wednesday. Hmm. Who wants to start? Uh, let's go with John. John, hey. what, were you, what were your thoughts on the Manchester City game? Uh, um, we, did, we did lose. Uh, I looked to me like a training game, defence versus attack. 
and it was a very uninspiring team selection and a very uninspiring performance. That said, to manage to only lose 2-0 was, was the bonus of the night. And that's so about you, it, really. You don't, you don't feel like a lot of fans that Moyes should have been more uh, or should have gone for it more. His team selection was too negative and that 2-0 doesn't really matter. It could have been 4-0. I think that uh, City's greatest weakness is their defence. I would have had, I would have started Bowen. I would have had a bit more pace and an attack up front to try and get them on the counter more than we did. I would have tried to go from a bit more than we did, but we are dealing with what we're dealing with. We've got David Moyes in charge, who thinks Lanzini is our best player. Um, yeah, Although he's not starting tonight. No. But, you know, it's. I said actually on the night, didn't I, on the group, I said if there are any Moyes fans, he would have lost some fans tonight with that selection. Yeah, it wasn't very inspiring. But, you know, it was what we expected, wasn't it? We expected yeah. to lose, but, you know, you'd thought you'd probably have a few shots on goal instead of none. And you thought we would have had a bit more of a go of them than, you know, League One teams do when they go there and play them in the cup. Yeah, but they, they don't have to worry about goal difference, do they? That's the thing. And I wonder if that crept into his mind at all. Uh, Sean, what do you think of the game against Manchester City, the 2-0 defeat? Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't set up to win, did he? Um, no. He, he set up, I, I don't know, for, for damage limitation. Um, and, and, and he's going to revile, rile the, look, it was a free hit. So why couldn't you start bowing? Why did you have to have this love-in with Lanzini and, and Fournells didn't even make the match day squad. It it's a little bit of a fuck you to the supporters. It's like he doesn't care. A little and bit of a what? Fuck you. Oh, dear. <laughs> so is that you speaking Japanese? I just I just don't <laughs> see he's trying to win <laughs> he's not this trying to be Mr. Popper with the supporters, you know? We were gonna lose this. Now there is some thinking to say, as you said earlier, it was damage limitation. Senior sources close to the club tell me that he was worried that it could end up a five or six nil drubbing and that um, goal difference might come to, into it at the end of the, the, the season. That's one train of thought. He also, the senior source said, that the manager thought it would be bad for morale if we'd lost five nil or six nil. Now, that is a bit of a train of thought, but most West Ham fans that I've spoken to just go, we set up to lose or we set up to not concede too many goals. Either way, we didn't set up to win. And and if you want any more proof than that, and I'm sure I spoke to, to Martin Allen on on Love Sport earlier and he was saw it completely different what, way. Today? But, no, last uh, last week. Oh, um okay. and I, and I, he was a little bit. He was. I don't know what he'd been smoking, but he, he certainly was a lot more optimistic. And smoking. he said, "I don't." I, I, he said, "I don't believe stats, <laughs> right?" But here's the stats. Here's your stat attack. We had twenty three percent of possession. All right, we can get them on the counter. Twenty two. They had twenty three, according to the BBC. Um, they had twenty shots, seven well, that on won't target. Be true, then, it? They had twenty shots, seven on target. We had three shots. Zero on target. And as I said to him, you can't win a game if you can't get a single shot on target. 
and so it was it was an unfair game match. Um, you've, got, and, you've got this game down to a T-shirt with comments like that, you know. And, and, and we're, right. we're going we're gonna to see the, the same tonight when we play probably even worse against Liverpool. You know, if we can walk away uh, with only a 2-0 deficit tonight, we, he's probably done a good job, but he's going to get the same comments that he did on Wednesday night about West Ham fans don't mind you losing. They want you to go out and have a bit of fight, and we didn't seem to have any fight. I think you said, John... It looked like a training match. Um, we just didn't want to. He'd obviously told them, you know, don't don't go forward too much. Put put eleven men behind the ball, and I think oh, we're going to see more of the same tonight. Possibly, I think we'll be. Yeah, I think you said like we'd be happy to lose two 0 tonight, but I feel that we're going to lose a few more. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Nigel, you're the only one not to pass judgment on the City game. Do you have anything you want to add to the two gentlemen's opinions? I don't, I'm just yeah, watching paint dry. Yeah, yeah, it's just getting ready. What was that? Listening to their their comments well, or watching bit, the game? Bit listening to Sean, bit remembering <laughs> the game. <laughs> We've nearly done the art hour after that. Um, he spoke more than West Ham attacked, to be fair. Sean Only Neal, eight minutes, um, by the way, including the intro, yeah. so piss off. Yeah, well, we didn't even touch that much, did we? Extremely sweary oh. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> extremely <laughs> sweary. Are you angry or something? Is there I am angry. Uh, Do you need to speak to someone after? You know, <laughs> no, give right. a shout. Go on. Uh, I don't know what words you've been eating, I'll tell you, but you need to change your dictionary, son. Um no, listen, it, it, when, if their player can pass the ball more times than the whole team can, you know, th- th- oh, that is an embarrassment yeah. of, of a performance. Let's get this right. It's Losing 3-0, 4-0, it ain't really going to matter that much. I get it psychologically, but psychologically, when your manager sets you up that way, you're shot straight away. Psychologically, when you can't keep control of the ball, when you're on the pitch, you're shot. You know, walking off the pitch, oh, we've done well, lads. We kept it down to 2-0. Oh, yeah, let's give you a round of applause. You know, because you showed no ambition. Palace yeah, showed ambition and got a point. Yeah, there was no ambition. Just, we kept our shape well, didn't we? But there was and, nothing and I, going the other way. I'd, uh, honestly, I would rather show ambition and lose 4-0 and risk a 5-0 defeat than have that same again last Wednesday. Because th- that is not a if, way to get the supporters to on your side. What if those three goals keep us up? No, nah, don't buy it. No? No. Well, I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying that's the counter-argument, isn't it? Well, and oh, let's, let's hope we're in You don't go down because of three goals you conceded. You go down because of what's happened across the whole season. Yeah. You should never pick one game out and say, oh, well, that's why. Because we could all pick out another 10, 15 goals that they'd concede and go, no, actually, mate, it's because of that reason. It's because of that reason. So that's why I don't ever... You know, years ago when we were crap, I mean, you know, we've been crap before, but at least we had a go. That, that That's what I find odd, not having a go. Yep. Well, more of the same tonight by the looks of it. Uh, do we want to say anything else about the City game? Well, only, and if only not, what, what do we talk about next? Well, only David Moyes' comments afterwards. 
his press match conference where he said it was a a great performance and and he keeps on dropping putting his foot in his mouth but I keep on saying yeah it was a great performance we were great defensively and we stopped them playing their game you know I, I don't get it if you haven't got anything good to say don't say it at all yeah it did seem a bit bizarre bit bizarre right are we moving on to Liverpool yeah yeah so now 47 minutes to go until kickoff. Uh, the Can't teams wait. are out. There's a couple of changes. Ngakia is in. And what was the other one? Anderson's in. Anderson's in. Do we see them making any, any difference? Because Masawaki didn't have a very good game against City, but then who did? Uh, John, see any change, any effect from those changes? Positive? Um, uh, the positive is that and Gakia didn't look out of his depth against Liverpool last time we played. So let's see how he does. You know, he's, he's in at the deep end again, but hopefully he rises to the occasion. And Anderson, well, he's been out of form. He's been injured. Hopefully he comes back a bit more refreshed and gets a part of his old form back or, or has one of his good games because he has good games and bad games. So he's got a bit of pace about him. So, yeah, I, mean, I think Anderson being fit and playing is a positive mm. in the, in a team of, of our of we've got, you know, of the players we've got. But um, I'm still not holding my breath, you know. I'm sure we all feel the same, mm. you know. And no Allaire again, Nigel, he goes with Antonio. Do you agree with that choice? Yeah, because Antonio, it always brings us, seems to be the more attacking player, even when Alaire's on the pitch. I mean, I'm looking at it now. The only two attacking players we've got is Anderson and Antonio. Um, It looks like he's. Yeah, right. He he ups and puffs, and he's my hammer of the year, but he's not. uh, He's not a great attacking player, is he? He's not really going to damage Liverpool, is he? But Antonio is the same, isn't he? Antonio does a lot, but his he's finishing isn't all that. He's not a striker, is he? No. I mean, it looks like he's gone to a back four. Um, I don't know. I mean, Ngakia, this is his second game for us, isn't it? Against Liverpool. And his first yeah. was against Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that some type of record? He's only ever going to play against Liverpool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is he? Was he nineteen? Is he something like that? Yeah, I, I think he. I think he earned the right to be kept in the team from his first performance at, uh, at the Olympic Stadium. So it's good. To, it'll be good to see him. But I think at Anfield, it, it might be a different kettle of fish. But I suppose what he's looking at is Zabaleta's got no pace, is he? As good as a defender he is. Um, and, a, and as intelligent a football as Abelator is, I, f- I think they'll be worried about the pace. But what you've got here is you've got either a lack of pace or a young, naive player. So it, it's not looking good either way, really, is it? Or mm. it, we've got no right to be confident. But these are the times, you know, I, I remember going up there when we beat them 3-0 and I'd actually had a tenner on Liverpool winning 3-0. Because, you know, I couldn't see us. I think we'd been beat by Leicester at home. Um, 
on Bournemouth at home, I think, as well. And I couldn't see us getting anything from Liverpool. We'd beat Arsenal away. And then we turned that performance in. Again, against a, not as obviously Liverpool back then weren't as quality wise, but you know they they were off the back of that Gerrard slip season where they'd nearly won the league. So you know, stranger things have happened at sea, haven't they? Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it would be ironic if we're the only team to beat them this year, wouldn't it? We shall see. Yeah, well, sure. Sal- Salah, Firmino, and Mane up front. You know, yeah. Exactly. Sean, any reason to be positive tonight from the team selection? Let's start with the bookies. I'm looking at Paddy Power in front of me. Liverpool win 1-8, to odds on. Uh, If you want a draw, you can actually get 8-1, to actually. 8-1 to for a draw, straight draw. It doesn't matter what draw it is. Do you know what? You can get 22-1 to with some bookies for a straight West Ham win. And that's without going 1-0, 2-0 or 3-0. I think you can get 350 to one for a three nil win over West Ham. Look, the bookies don't give money away. Um, so if it's twenty two to one for a West Ham win, we ain't going to win. If it's eight to one for a draw, it ain't going to happen. They don't give money. It will be one of the biggest upsets. Let you, you know, I like my stats. So let me give you some other stats. If Liverpool win tonight, they will equal Man City's record of eighteen league wins in a row. Um, Liverpool unbeaten in 43 league fixtures since a 2-1 defeat against Manchester City in January 2019. Um, It'll be a 21st successive league victory at Anfield uh, if they win tonight, which would uh, equal um, the English top flight record for consecutive home wins as well. Uh, And they've kept a clean sheet in 10 of their last 11 Premier League matches. There is no way we're going to overturn them tonight or get any kind of result. Uh, By contrast, West Ham have lost three out of their four last away games. Sorry, no, they've lost all of their last four away games. Um, (laughs) I don't know. It's just meanless, really, isn't it? My question's no, yeah. The answer's no. I've got some good odds for you. Go yeah, on, so go bet, give us this is bet fair, yeah? Yeah. Mark Noble to score. <laughs> West Ham to score in both halves. And Trent Alexander-Arnold to be carded. What do you reckon? 250 to 1. Oh, don't take the piss. <laughs> That's under 1. Is that it? Yeah, but West Ham to win to nil, Michael Antonio to score, and 10-plus corners. That's 90 to one. Some value out there. Well, I've just seen seen Sky Better doing Firmino, Mane and Salah to have 10 shots on target between them, 10 to one. <laughs> but this is a value bet, yeah? Mark Noble or Suchek to score before in before the 10th minute. 45 to 1. Get early yeah. penalty, you know? You're having a bit of that, are you? No. If we get, if we get a penalty. No. <laughs> I'm mad, not stupid. No, Noble's a penalty thing. Hey. Oh, dear. If you want to go for something, you could go for West Ham to score Noble pen. That's the thing, well, isn't it? You never know listeners, you can get a pen. Our listeners will know exactly what's happened when they listen to this, so... Yeah. Two talking points. Your geniuses. Geniuses. Obviously. Talk about the off the pitch antics. Yeah. So we've got uh, the Black Balloon 
protest and banners, uh, uh, apparently, as the uh, fans walk out. Uh, Hammers United have announced tonight that there will be no walk out. <laughs> Sorry, walk as out. the players walk out. They're going to turn um, up, throw the balloons in the air and walk out the ground and go, Ham- fuck Hammers it. Hammers United have announced there will be no big banner in the cop. They said it just didn't work out. Um, and, of course, two things are not connected. It's the 27th anniversary of uh, Bobby Moore's death as well. Um, is it a good thing, George? It's a good thing to for the, to let the balloons off uh, as the players walk out. It, could it be distracting? Um, distracting for who? The players. Well, I think it's less distracting than when the match is going on. Um, there is an argument that maybe they should do it when the match is going on because it probably definitely get covered then whereas if they do it as the players walk out you know it's quite often an advert break in it um so for the cameras will be watching the players walking out and not not exactly yeah sky are not going to highlight it are they given the history now well that's what i mean if 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 it's for the maximum exposure and press coverage then i know controversially, but could it could it not be done during a game? All right, let me yeah. ask you a question, you and John, because I know Nigel's answered this. If you were there tonight at Anfield, would you be taking along black balloons and releasing them? Yes. Me? John? Yeah, I'd join him. Why not? Yeah, I would. Why not? I I, could, I heard that they're asking people to bring biodegradable balloons, so I hope they stick to that. <laughs> 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 What's that? Made of wood? <laughs> yeah. Fucking Did you see that? Balloons. I saw that. Who asked um, for that, really? Yeah, I don't no, know. I've, I've seen just, some I read stuff. it today somewhere. Yeah. Please. I did hear that, you know, that the, going it, you know, next. the loot balloons can uh, cause wildlife deaths, and someone was talking about, you know, biodegradable balloons. Someone's yeah. posted on Facebook that their flag weren't allowed in the ground. Right. Sold us a dream built on lies. Time to go. Gold Sullivan Brady. Uh, apparently, it got blocked from going in. West West Ham have, have said no flag to the head steward. Well, it's, it's nothing to do. It's it's nothing to do with West Ham, is it? Um, yes. It'll be down to Anfield. No, no, no. Come on, we've had this before. I'm asking. I'm asking something. a question. This will be down to West Ham's stewards liaising with Liverpool stewards. Obviously, we take our own stewards. They That's true. Yeah. Say, I, I remember going to um, Crystal Palace with with a flag, and, and not a, a protest flag, with just a West Ham flag, and the bloke stopped me and said, you got to show that man your flag. And I looked over, it's a West Ham steward. And I looked at the Palace steward and went, don't think so, mate. That, this has got fuck all to do with him. He's West Ham. I'm going in the ground with it unless you say no. And they're going, no. And we had a bit of an argument. And my mate then convinced me to show him the flag because he didn't want his flag taken off of him. And I showed him the flag and he went, all right, you can take it in. And then I had a row with him about what's it got to do with him. So that's what (laughs) happens. Me, I love a row anyway. But that's what happens. West Ham stewards will be there saying, yes, no, we want want this not to happen. I'm sure you're right. Mm. But that's why you need a black balloon protest because obviously they can't stop people taking balloons into the ground. Mm-hmm. Disrespectful to um, 
wildlife. No, disrespectful to Bobby Moore <laughs> on on the uh, anniversary is death to have black balloons. No, I'm just saying that's what some people said on social media today. I'm what not sure they realised it at the time. Huh? What people? Well, s- somebody on on Twitter was saying well, one disrespectful person, to. All right, yes, it was one person, but I'm just bringing it up. Was it Karen Brady? It was not Karen Brady. Oh, right. She was talking about you when on in her son column when she was talking about middle-aged trolls on the internet. I'm pretty sure she was talking about you. Cheek, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not middle-aged. That was so so classless as well, wasn't it? That column. Oh my! So classless to use that situation that's going on with that yeah. lady from Love Island, whoever she was. But Caroline Flack. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it, to it use was a someone else the victim. Yeah, to use someone else's like that because. That was a real, I mean, I've read about it since and what she got involved in and things was a real issue for that that lady and all the troubles that she's had. Where Karen Brady is nothing on the par of that. She's someone that's taken to somebody's... Be fair, you say that, to be fair to Brady, right? On her Twitter account, does get dog's abuse. But, yeah, but she's saying that it affects her. Well, you yeah, know, I mean, I it's... it's, it's it's cause and reaction, isn't it? Basically, come off. Yeah, come off. It's cause and reaction. Stop Quit going on. Then. If you don't like it, yeah, you know, stop. Leave. You, mean, you, you, you've headed. You were the head figurehead of the worst move this club has, uh, any football club's ever done on a football ground. You've, she's absolutely got everything to do with the destruction of the actual soul of the football club, and yet she's playing a victim. Yeah. It's just, and it, it's not like she's innocent either she quite often gives people yeah she, grief she uses her, her sun and, column to, to yeah. do what she wants quit the sun column that, that, that was the bit for me that, that i found it was just the hypocrisy of it and, yeah, and, and it's, how often she's slagged people off and you know and there you go what a surprise 24 hours before david sullivan david gold and karen brady were due to meet supporters of the official supporters club it has been called off. It's been postponed. Um, the OSB, um, al- although they will exist in name to the end of the season, they're not going to meet. And a new democratic process will be held with a new OSB uh, elected in free elections to replace them. Good thing, John? Uh <laughs> Strange timing, Sean, isn't it? Well, maybe Sean. they heard something on the grapevine. What, what do you think, Sean? I, I think it should have happened. I'll be quite forthright about this. It should have happened back in October when I resigned. I said at the time to Karen Brady, this has no credibility. You need free elections. It can't wait to the summer. Um, and we're pretty much wasting our time. And she didn't like that and she she disagreed and said i think we need to look at the summer and here we are five months later um we could have done this back in october really um and i think it's a shame because i think there's a really good lot of people on the osb that i've got to know really well and i think they've been thrown under the bus tonight if i'm perfectly honest um and i feel really sorry for them the time and effort they've put in and the club have shown them no respect whatsoever tonight, whatsoever. 
Talking of that, Nigel, we're going to announce your election campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Not with you as being campaign manager, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I would throw my hat into the ring. I'd probably be tempted to go again as an independent. Let's see. Let's see the workings of it first. So, you know, I applied to be on the, the OSB, you know, but they obviously took, you know, they Colton Cole and Trevor didn't like my application form. Um, John, will you be standing for the uh, the new OSB? No. Because you love a committee. <laughs> <laughs> John, will committee. you be standing as chairman of the OSB? No, I'm involved in other committees. Oh, right, Too many good. committees already. Yeah, good. good. Oh well. But what? And, it, and it, is it a coincidence that they called it off today? The, the OSB is dead. Long live the OSB. Is all I say. Is it coincidence? Um, yeah. Is it coincidence? loose ships sink ships? Yeah. No, loose lips. Loose. There you go. Ships. <laughs> loose lips sink ships. There you go. Or the truth is always madder than the fiction. Oh, you can be sure of that. Yes. Do you, do you think that they are scrambling a bit, Sean? Yeah. Because I mean, what's that? Scramb- a, bit, a bit, a bit. They're complete. It's completely reactive and not not proactive at all. Is the is gold come off Twitter? Nope. No. No. Don't you think he, that was? Uh, you, you obviously spoke about him last week or whatever about yeah, what he no, did. No, I that. mean um, he should come off Twitter. Um, I think he's. No, I, it's not for me to discuss private conversations but i think there's a willingness for him to come off twitter but he still hasn't come off twitter um and that's all i'm going to say i mean uh, i think he uh, i've made my feelings known um it's now up to him he, he hasn't tweeted in a long time but but actually deactivating his twitter account is it, now down to him mm. Sue, so, uh, do we have anything else? We, <laughs> so. Do we have anything else we want to uh, cover before we break for the game and reconvene post? When, when do you want Liverpool to do the grubbing? Um, did we do questions today? I we did. Nigel, did you put one up? I put it. Sean did it. Sean, I said it's a podcast of two halves, which would probably be a good title for the podcast. Um. I'm just checking how many we got. We got quite a few, have we? Seventeen. Um. Well, we can do them now if you want. Should we run through them now? Why not? Run through them, Nigel. Play the jingle. It's Facebook Twitter question time, where we ask you, the listener, to get in touch with us, the podcast at facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast. Nigel, over to you. Whiz through these questions for me, please. I will go as fast as the questions will allow me to go, George. Okay. (laughs) And also... As I might quick, tune out at one point. <laughs> my page will load up. <laughs> See, this is a bit you, miss. you need to feel. You need to feel. Come on, George, you're supposed to like drag it out. You know, you know I'm never ready. I thought we was going to do it Sorry. after. You know, and then you go, oh, let's do it. And like, I'm paying attention. Next thing I know, I can hear the theme tune playing. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. 
Oh, the swearing on this Magic. side this week. Sean did ask something. Oh, here we go. A podcast of two halves tonight. We recalled half before, which is now. Send me your rants or whatever you want. So anyway, 17 comments. Uh, Neil Hodgkinson. Evening, fellas, he says. With such a strong bench against Man City, didn't it feel that in the second half we could have just gone for it? But Moyes took your advice, Nigel. Not, don't blame me and try protecting the goal difference. I expect the same tonight too. But with all the teams down there with us dropping points, we should have a go tonight. I tell you, I would lose my shit if he goes five at the back against Southampton. P.S. Noble trying to chase round after those City players was embarrassing. Surely he should be covered for Suchek for the rest of the season. And he says, keep up the good works, gents. Come on, you irons. You saw the Suchek stat. Eight miles. Suchek ran for eight, mar- uh, eight miles in, in the Man City game, which was the most any West Ham player run for six years. We still lost. Oh, right. Anyway, it's our friend Belinda. Heaven in pips, she says. Well, the results at the weekend went our way. But I have to say, everyone seems to play better football compared to us. Norwich is one of the best bottom teams I have seen. Really fun to watch. I bet their supporters feel the same when they get beat every week, Bell. Anyway, moving on to us. Why did Moyes set up like that? I get you're away against one of the best teams and you don't want to capitulate. That's a long word. But Man City do wobble, she says, when you have a go at them. And we couldn't do, as there was no creative players on the pitch. They were all on the bench. Playing Antonio on his own is no better than sticking Al Air up front. If you don't put creative players on, prepared to actually run, plus if you're going to do that, then Antonio shouldn't track back. That way, there always has to be a defender with him, away from the actions. It's just basics, she says. But tonight will be awful in my house. As both Mr. K, that's not me, I think that's Mr. Cattis, and son Cattis are both Liverpool fans. <sighs> dear, oh dear. So, feel for me, I will be watching the game in a different room so I can hide my shame as we lose. There's no shame, but no shame. I will be there on Saturday cheering and willing them on to win. She loves the show. <laughs> Two kisses, she said, but she's not looking forward to it tonight. Aaron James Chick, so good he's got three names. Uh, evening, gents. <coughs> uh, why on earth did he pick that team against City and not start bowing? We were pathetic. Hope he doesn't do the same against Liverpool. Why did, didn't he pick that team against Liverpool? We were pathetic. Copy and paste for the rest of the season. <laughs> GSB out. Paul Sanders. Evening all. Who's going to protest on Saturday? I think I'm pissed off enough now that I might. Then again, a beer on Bar Geest is excellent. So decisions, decisions. Think, well, you could go on the walk, Paul, and then stay on the greenway and then bother, don't bother with the speeches because they'll be boring, especially if Whistler there. Just keep walking past and go and have a drink and at least you took part in the protest. Uh, Fingers crossed, at least we have a go tonight like Norwich did and don't set up to defend. He said he'd rather go down fighting than limp to 17th. 
or maybe he wouldn't. He just doesn't know anymore. Nick Harvey, all he's got to say is Moyes out, Brady out, and why do we buy Bowen if Moyes won't play him? And he swears something terrible. He says, at the moment, I'd rather have beer fest than Moyes. <laughs> Steady on there. <laughs> Paul Addison, greetings from Leeds, lads. It's Yorkshire. I talk when I breathe in. <laughs> Love the 1991 season pod. And it brought back some happy memories. It's especially it's 071, which he watched from the North Bank that day. You might have been standing next to me then, Paul. I was uh, on the North Bank. Anyway, as for our current shambles, keeping the score down is understandably pragmatic tactic, but as dull as shit, especially for those who like to enjoy their football as entertainment. It's not cheap following West Ham around the country, and it's a shame that Moyes is essentially battening down the hatches and hoping for not too bad a rogering from the big boys. Uh, disappointed Rita hasn't gone yet, but we live in hope. Brady out. No message from Rita tonight. There you go. Did you see she chucked in 50 quid to the West Ham till I die fund, though? Thanks for that, Rita. <laughs> and remember to Did log out really? Did she really, yeah. though? Yeah, K. Rita Brady threw in 50 quid. Look, I know her, and there's no way she was throwing in 50 quid. Well, she did, West. because I think... Did you throw any money in? Account. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a funny thing, because it, <laughs> it, it did happen to go and cause a bit of fuss on West Ham till I die. And they were all running around wondering who the hell was Karen Brady. And I would just point out, people, yes, of course, it's me. On more than just a podcast Facebook group that yeah, night, know. forgot to log out the account, went on, paid me Hilarious. 50 quid to West Ham till I die, not realising that it then links to your Facebook account and says, K. Rita Brady's paid 50 quid to West Ham till I die. Excellent. <laughs> See, you, you've been outed now as uh, uh, K. Reed. So, um, yeah, but she Brady. will be back, people. She will be back to give Paul some more. Uh, sorry, strong more to it. Anyway. John Mansfield, assuming you'll do question time after the game, so we'll see if this comes true. You're wrong there, John, but you never know. I can't believe we just beat Liverpool 5-4. I must admit I was nervous when Sully put himself as a sub with five minutes to play. I've never seen a man get up so wide for such a powerful way to win the game. Who knew he's been the striker we've been crying out for all this time? Was he close, he says. We'll find out later. Ziggy Stardust, evening all. Can't for the life of me think what dangerous Dave was thinking with that line-up against City. It's shit or bust, so let's go damn fighting. I hope we at least have a go at Anfield. But sadly, I think he'll revert the type and play for the 2-0 loss. Mind you, he says, after listening to another of Nigel and Lynn's pods on great, great West Ham seasons in Division 2, he's looking forward to championship football. Are they secretly employed by GSB to woo us with romantic memories to soften the blow of relegation? Aaron Watkins, great podcasters. There was a shocking result last week. Didn't expect to win, but at least some effort. Fought the statement that we were playing not like a team fighting for our lives in relegation. Too many players either don't care or don't think we are as bad as we are. Not having a shot on target is shocking. Sean, that's you, Sean. 
with the announcement of the OSB you posted, I don't know what one is talking about, I know you said last week that it was basically BS regarding OSB being able to say yes or no to the new stand design, in brackets, as it's already been agreed with the contractor in place. Does it mean that not a single fan will get to have a say, including those whom sit there, like me, about how new stands look? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what it's saying. No one... the, 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 The... Designs were agreed at the end of January. The OSB, if they were shown it tomorrow, it was going to be too late. Now they're going to meet at the end of season. The OSB not, didn't get involved in this at all. This is all about saving money for the stadium owners by using a lightweight material to make it easier to move in and out. And just to happen to keep West Ham sweet, they're, they're squaring off the stands at the same time, moving them slightly forward. But this is all about saving money. And not, not a lot to in. do. Uh, uh, it's a propaganda. Remember, no, it's moving move. them forward. Look, it's we could take up a lot well, of time saying. No, some people move slightly back. Some people look oh, when you right. square so off the sand. Winners and losers moving forward. The, the actual stand. stand, the whole stand is moving forward. Hold up. If the whole stand moves forward, yeah, then the corners would be moving forward. Are the, the corners, corners are moving forward, forward, but then they're slicing them off. You've got it's it's a complicated thing to explain. We do it on another podcast because oh, we're just getting shit. Down. Matthew, Kent, anyway, the answer is no one, side. no one got consulted. No one's going to get consulted. If you don't like it, move your seat. Which is what the letter that came out to people this week said. If you don't like it, you'll see where your new seat is. If you don't like it, you'll get priority to move somewhere else. If you don't like it, then fuck off. That's that's oh. there. Oh, 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 swearing. Dear, oh dear. Oh, dear. Oh, Matty Kemp says four at the back, not three. Works against Bournemouth for the first start versus Brighton and more interchange at half time. Craig Edwards, if we go down, is there another DS clause in DM's contract that we part ways again? Personally, I don't want to have to start a manager search again. So he hopes he has time to rebuild in the summer. But it's Whatever only £2 million. £2 million. So. So, so David Moyes is paid two million pound basic. He's paid a million for this six months, and another two million for next season or next year. So it's a three million pound contract. But here's a here's a big big area. He gets two million pound uh, for saving West Ham this season. So if he survives in the Premier League, he gets a two million pound bonus. Right. Charlie next Falk. season, next season he gets another Charlie, two million can, pounds. Can we crack on, yeah. Charlie? Because I don't want to watch the beginning of the game. You know? I think All we've right. got a decent fighting chance of staying up when you look at our bad Norwich, Watford, Villa, and Bournemouth. Are. The, the, the problem mind... with this bit, the problem with this bit is people sometimes want answers to questions, don't they? Yeah, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll answer them up. Char- right, the thing about <laughs> Charlie, I'm sorry, he's basically he said Baron. Brady, on you out, and relegation can be fun if we're up for it, but too many lackadaisical, I just wanted to say that word, it's such a good word, and he spelt it as one word, lackadaisical, but he spelt it wrong, and silly costly errors. Uh, Michael Levy's son has commented, who fortunately is called Michael Levy, for the first podcast, he says, I'm enthusiastic about the game, I really feel like we'll go at them and play for the shirt. He's then put for the second part of the podcast. I knew we'd fold like a deck chair, stupid more his gutless players. Woeful, <laughs> there's no crystal ball needed. <laughs> Safi Wallback is he's still alive in Wuhan, so he hasn't gone down with the coronavirus virus or whatever it's called. Uh, and he says, yes, he's still in China, and it's all good where he is. I mean, Wuhan. 
as the match is on at 4 a.m. here, showing off, I hope when he wakes up, well, if it was boxing, you'd get up for it, Taff, wouldn't you? Wouldn't be a cricket score. And he thanked you for answering the question last week, Sean. He says, it might be unpopular, but he'd rather be relegated with Pellegrini than Moyes and we should have stuck with him. Luke Ed, we're nearly there, lads. Listen to the Man City game in America via BBC Radio on the West Ham map. According to the broadcast, Irons were the tightest, most precise, best organised, he spelt it with a Z, typical Yank, losers English football's ever seen. Every few minutes, we failed to materialise another Z, any threat whatsoever, it was another round of how well organised he's put a Z in, Miguel. The irons were under Moyes. He thinks GSB were a little tight on the talking points. They sent the BBC broadcast team for that match. Uh, playing not to lose might be viable if you're middle of the pack, so less so sitting 18th. He's still got faith, but he thinks it will be tested. Uh, Ali Jones says, uh, uh, oh boy, for the first part, we were crap, pathetic. For Liverpool one, we were crap and pathetic. Uh, Warren James Greenfield says, Brady out. And last but not least, um, we go with, uh, Maid Merrion's commented, I think direct from Anfield, I'm guessing, uh, or Worcester, um, as he got the ump. Uh, a tip for you all, try the cottage in at Anfield. Oh, no, sorry. A tip for you all. <laughs> Try the cottage pie at Anfield. Sorry there, mate. I what there you there. go. And thus endeth today's first part. First part? Well, you never know what happens after. Unbelievable. Excellent. Well, that, we'll call that half time then, shall we? Yeah. yeah. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, uh, we'll if be you're back. listening. We'd be back if you're listening. Off. Can I point hope out? It, hope it went well. <laughs> listening, yeah, Acast. Now would be a good time to play an advert. Yeah, I was going to say, we'd be back after this message. Oh, sorry. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back. Second half of Mornest Podcast, but few listeners. We haven't been gone long. Uh, there you have it. We won. We won 2-1. Oh, no, we didn't. Nearly. Nearly. Oh, I switched off after... Uh... 15 minutes or saying did we not we didn't want to finish 2-1 i couldn't bear to watch no, didn't oh, sorry to break it to you um 3-2 but lots of positives from that for me much yeah. much better 
from f- f- performance to some of the substitutions he made. I like the Haller celeb- um, celebration substitution. Uh, and I'd, if I'm honest, at no point did I think we were going to get away with that win. Uh, but oh, come on, either, uh, 2-1. You must no, have had a glimmer. No, thinking, sorry. Could we just... <laughs> I genuinely didn't. Really? Genuinely didn't. It was a poor Liverpool side tonight. They weren't the o- clicking. The only time I went, ooh, was when uh, I think one of their players gave the ball away and the crowd like almost turned on them and started, like not booing, but shouting at them. And I thought, oh, they're turning on them. And then I think they scored not long after that. But I was, I was not expecting a win um, before the game or any point during the game, but I was very... Uh, taken lots of positives and very pleased with that performance. John, Nigel, you're back with us. Who wants to go first? What were your thoughts, John? Um, yes, we all sat here, as we all know, before this game, but it just moved back now uh, quickly. But um, we all said we were going to get a good tonking, didn't we? We all said we were going to get stuffed and embarrassed. We didn't. Uh, I see some people turn it off at 1-0 on my Twitter. No. Yeah, I see a couple of people say, I can't even watch this. It's embarrassing. And so, yeah, um, I mean, it wasn't a great goal to concede, but to get a goal straight back as early as we did. I did believe at one point we could hang in for a draw. (laughs) I didn't think we were going to win when we were 2-1 up with half an hour to go. I did think we could hang in there for a draw. And when Bowen went through at the end, yeah. I thought we were going to nick it as well. So, yeah, I mean, a lot more positive than the City game. There's a lot more positives all round. It's a disappointing to see Suchek come off. I thought he was outstanding. I thought he really is making a difference. Mm. Hopefully that's nothing serious and he'll be uh, right for the weekend they said they said before the game he's on loan I thought he was permanent is he a loan signing he is on loan yeah he's on loan well, isn't he to be made permanent if we stay up yeah so he's a he's an obligation to buy so he's only on loan if we get relegated but if we stay up he's an obligation to buy so half half oh, yeah. so I thought he, would, he was big, made a big difference tonight I thought Ngakio had a really good game. Just don't let him take throw-ins. Um, yeah, there was lots of positives all around. So, yeah, hopefully he can take that mindset and move on from here. Take it into the weekend. Nigel, your thoughts, please, on the Liverpool game. Uh, well, I'm not going to have a moan about anyone. I thought we would. Really, really good. Unlucky mm-hmm. not to get the point at the end with Bowen. I thought he did everything. You know, it, it just hit his head, didn't it, Alisson? You know, the type of performance that we all we all knows there, but for whatever reason, don't come out. I mean, how can you last Wednesday play like that against Man City? We did more attacking in the opening nine minutes than we did in the whole game against City. But... I've got nothing but praise, even for Moyes. The only funny thing is, I would say, is when he brought Aller on for Anderson, and I looked at we make charges like, oh, we don't lose this now. Because <laughs> we were 2-1 up when we brought Aller on. 
and uh, yeah. you know, we, well, you know, Allah, Allah, it, it, it was just, it's a shame, you know. We, I, I think we had five shots, four on target. I don't know if you want to check that. I'm pretty sure. Seven shots, four on target. Against oh. there, 25 shots, seven yeah. on target. So, 70% of possession to them, 30% possession to us. Yeah. It didn't look like that, did it? To be fair, it didn't look like a 70% possession. No. It was no, quite but we, the, the thing is, because we looked, we looked very good when we had the ball. I mean, they, they were, I'd, I'd say they were worried, even at the point at the end when Bowen's gone through. You know, the next time Liverpool got the ball, they didn't really try and go at us. They were then trying to play. And at the end, you know, Nobles had that shot, clips off the heel of one album, even the corner. Oh, it was, a lot of our corners, we looked dangerous. They had yeah. twice as many corners. They had 16 corners to our eight. And just to show yeah, look you... At, look at our, 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 the quality of our corners, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we, no. We had them worried. Yeah, our shots on target, we obviously had a 50% success rate. But number of passes, they did 622 to our 265. So twice as many passes. Their accuracy was a lot better. Yeah, well, that's 70% possession gives you, gives you yeah, more passes. We did a lot more fouls and we got three uh, yellow cards because we, we, we sort of mixed it up a bit. Which is one that's going to be costly, Nigel, you pointed out. Is that right? Apparently not. Well, it's his fifth yellow card. Yeah, but I, I, I text the club and apparently uh, the man in the know came back to me and said something about 10 and something, I don't know, I didn't understand. I have oh, to look at Five it. yellow cards is a one-match ban. Uh, isn't there something in the second half of the uh, January or something? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking at. I don't. I didn't. They don't wipe red card. They don't wipe yellow cards. They don't say halfway through the season, ah, we'll start again now. I don't think they do that. Has he? Has he had five? Is that his fifth? That was his fifth. That's what Sky flashed up. For for ten, you get two games. Yeah, that's what that rule is. Diop's had eight. That was Diop's eighth yellow card. Yeah. So. If I am right, I hope you text your man back and go, oh, you're wrong. Hang on. Maybe I misunderstood. Because I, I asked him, because I was told that, which I told you boys, that on the camera it picked up David Moyes calling uh, um, Anderson a bottle job. But I don't know if that's true or not. And Who told you that? Well, someone in the, that was watching it. and uh, reads, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um. What does he say when I asked him about... It is his fifth. Confirmed on the Premier League statistics website. He says, yeah, we're on to the... He says, we're on to the 10 bookings now. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. When I said, is Rice out for Southampton? He said, we're on to 10 bookings now. Well, so you only get banned with 10 yellow cards. We're on to 10 bookings now. Yeah, that's what he seems to be saying. I don't know what it means. Anyway, getting confused with one other thing. I just want to point out uh, that FSA Fair Cop has tweeted about the black balloons and the banners. Apparently, it was organised by Amazon United and Wissa. One, 
I didn't know Whistle was involved in organising it. But two, yeah. just for a funny thing, they tagged the wrong Whistle in it. Because when you tap on Whistle, it brings up <laughs> William Mahuisa. <laughs> in like, he's got yeah. no followers, or he's got eight followers. He follows no one, and he talks in some language I've never seen. He's had mm-hmm. one tweet, and it says, Kipaso Kim Blanquaco Parende. One nil, vamos Peru. So he's obviously Peruvian. Uh, so he's in for a shock because there's lots of people tweeting or retweeting the uh, the fair cop uh, tweet, <laughs> and they've tagged the wrong whistle in. Yeah, Excellent. just about sums up them realistically. The, but you know the, the the black balloons. Do you think it did anything? Do you think it got a point over or? Well, it's only be a talking point now, it, I think. It got some coverage, you know, the videos yeah. and everything. I mean, you know, it will, it got will Sky be, showed it and Martin Tyler. So it Sky showed it. I was surprised they showed it. Mm. It will be on social media now, you know, the the close-ups and the balloons and, you know, the papers were right about it. So it had its effect. Yeah, and the flags, there's quite a few flags. Can, can I mention the elephant in the room, um, George? Well, that's a bit harsh on George, isn't it? Fabianski. Yeah. Fabianski lost us the game tonight. Yeah, I, I hate to be harsh. Um, but he should have done better. You know, you know, R- Roberto, we, we understand. Even David Martin, you know, being a less experienced goalkeeper. But to make two mistakes like that for the first two goals. And he'd be mad. At, you could see he was mad at himself for, for certainly the second one. And I think he was... He was pretty disappointed when he looks back at the first one uh, to make two big clangers in such an important game. Mm. Um, the, the second one, it was hard on him. I, I, who was the defender in front of him? Ogbono came for Ogbono's legs. I yeah, think. it would have. Re- he would not have seen that till last. Oh, you yeah, know, well, goalkeepers union. It's not goalkeepers <laughs> union. Diff- yeah, but you're sitting there and point fingers at him, and, you, and unless you're standing there or whatever, you don't realise that it, when it goes through someone's legs like that, you get less than a second to react to it. He made a great save from Alexander's shot from outside the yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. But that's oh, the problem being a goalkeeper. You're only as good as your last you save. Know, yeah. Last save. And he, 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 had, he made two mistakes. He'd be disappointed. He, he, I mean, he, did, he could have done better with the first one. I'm sure he's disappointed, but hey. Mm. But let's you know talk I mean? about, because we haven't mentioned our two goals, you know, Diop did really well for the first, but, um, you know, free Fornells, as, as there's been a campaign on social media. Was he in prison then? Pablo Fornells, yeah. They were, they, did you not see mock-ups of him in jail, you know, being kidnapped? And, I did, yeah. Like David Moyes. Um, you know, what a great goal for him to prove. Um, and, and, and I guess you could equally argue, why did he not start Boeing earlier? Boeing showed a bit of promise, as you said, John. With that, um, that 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 chance just at the end that well, it's just, could have we look, nicked a draw for us. With four nails showing, showing promise. <laughs> it was showing promise yeah, actually. It was a good run. Yeah, got in a good position. Just the finish, when, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, he got well, up there. You're right. It's it just finished. The keeper made tried a to chip save. Yeah, he tried well, to chip him. Didn't what was he, he supposed to do from that angle? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But but he you look at. You look at the difference of our team where Fournells was on the pitch and Bowen was on the the, the pace, the more 
legs we had, you know, them it was we looked far more sort of active around the pitch with them two players running about. He's got to start with them on Saturday. He really has. Well, I mean, Suchek looks like he'll be. He, 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 it, right at the end of the first half, I see it. I don't know. I, I think he made a tackle and I see him holding his fire. And I was surprised that, um, not surprised, but they obviously must have known there was a problem with him because there was talk going on when the teams come out, Sky focused in Moyes talking to Antonio. And you, you can see Moyes turn around and say to um, Fornells, get changed. And then the game kicked off. So it does make you wonder why they sent him out. Um, but we'll see how long he's out for. Yeah, disappointing. But you Can know the West Ham way is um, that we're now going to lose to Southampton. Well, you, you know the West Ham way, you know, uh, we were saying at the beginning of the podcast, so you build yourself up that you're going to lose badly to Liverpool and then... So we concede early on and we think, oh, yeah, this is going to be a, you know, one of those games. We we draw, what was it, two minutes later or we, we pull level. Then on 53 minutes, we go 2-1 up and we get that glimmer of hope. Then it gets snatched away. It's it's the West Ham way, isn't it? Build up something you thought you're going to lose. Build your hopes up and smash them back down again. It's always been the same. I mean... Yeah, we went up to 16th because I did look. We're 18th. But <laughs> I did is, we did, yeah, we went up to 16th. The, the, the beauty of, well, not the beauty of it is we've still got the best goal difference out of the six teams that that I would say are in danger of going down. Yeah. Um, well, all right, no, Brock, sorry, Brighton's got a better goal difference. But if you look at Bournemouth, Villa, Watford and Norwich and then us, you know, we're minus 16 and then Bournemouth 17, Villa 18, Watford 19, and Norwich are just far and away, and one is 27. I think Norwich are gone. So for me, it's between us, Watford, Villa, and Bournemouth, and Brighton. But Brighton's by far got the best goal difference. Can I ask so you three a question? Make all the difference. Go Can on, I ask then, you sure. A question. If you'd been offered before this game to only lose by one goal, would you have taken it? Um, well, I kind of expected a loss anyway, so yeah, probably. I think yeah, if we're honest with ourselves, we probably would and say, you know, you can. Yeah. I can we're offer not all you. sat here totally disappointed, are we? We're accepting. No, no. we're accepting we the results, and that's what we're asking Moyes to do, and the players give it, give it a fight, and they did today. I will tell you what, that, that reminded me of two games spring to mind when I look back at that. Is one was I was it was a two-all game. Um. In the, I think it was 1999, we drew two all with Liverpool at Anfield. And Jimmy Bullard was on the bench. We had a player called Gavin Olligan, who we'd bought from Kingstonia. Nobody had heard of him. And he'd come on the bench, and a bit like Bowen, you know, he, he went through and had a chance to score, which actually would have given us a win, and he fluffed it. But it, it was a West Ham performance where I think the previous year we'd been smashed like 3-0 by him or something. So he was up there with no hope of winning, we got this point 2-0. And then also it reminded me of the Tottenham game when we lost 4-3 the year of Tevez. And the reason for that is is because we were going down at that point. We were 2-0 up. We were free to, you know, got it back to 3-0, blew it at 4-3, going for the win. 
And I remember walking out the game saying, well, at least we put up a bit of fight. I was so pleased, not with the Tottenham defeat, but the fact that finally West Ham had showed up and fight. The game after that Tottenham game, we played Blackburn and then we won. And from then, we snowballed into winning seven out of the nine. So perhaps, hopefully now, we can look at the Southampton game and the players will take a lot of heart out of that today. You'd like to think so. Was that a Berbatov free kick? Um, no. What, the the winner got? was the um, Stoltieri. It was, I think we were up attacking. It was a corner to us and um, we broke. I think Defoe had a shot that was saved by Rob Green and, and I think it was American Stoltieri like tapped it in to make it 4-3 in something like 92nd minute or something. I remember it well. And, That's when Noble was crying, wasn't it? Yeah, and you just thought, as I said, I remember talking to Nemo Bills, we walked out and going, do you know what, I was just, at least we put up a fight because it just, it just gives us, I thought we were done, you know, with nine games to go, as I say, to, to get 21 points out of the nine games, considering we'd only had like 20 points at that point. So, fingers crossed for the Southampton game, which ain't going to be easy. No, no, let's let's get this right. Mm. No, absolutely. So, well, none of you are going. You you've uh, you know. I might have to go on the march on my own. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Like you be on the march. <laughs> <You're disguised. laughs> we'll welcome you with open arms. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be going yeah. down the sewer greenway on the march. The sewer greenway. Yeah, isn't it a well sewer? Isn't it a sewer? Well, it's the sewer bank for for the locals, Greenway for the out of towners. Okay, out of towners. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, that's it, isn't well, it? Um, so predictions. For, well, I'm not just one, one little bit of news, a little bit of exclusive news. Well, I think it's exclusive. Um, that sources close to um, Glasgow Rangers say there is negotiations to have a pre-season friendly with Glasgow Rangers. And I've asked a source at the club who sort of confirmed that, uh, yes, there that is the case, that there is a possible pre-season friendly with Rangers. So um, why are they bothered about pre-season friendlies whilst we're in a relegation battle? Well, your commercial department will always talk about commercial deals. It's all about money, George. So it it won't it won't be David Moyes talking about preseason friendlies. It will be the commercial no, department. Just, uh, right, okay. It it came out the it came out the to be fair, it didn't come out the West Ham end. It came out the Rangers end that uh, it was leaked out of that end that um, they're in. Cool. Talks to have a pre-season don't want friendly leaking out of any end, do you really? Uh, at the London Stadium, Rangers at some London Stadium. Maybe um, Stevie Gerrard could stay to be manager after the summer. Is that a no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just wondering how long we could all hold the side. It's like, what a stupid comment. Oh, you're just so full of it, Sorry, predictions. Uh, I'm going to go for a narrow 2 1 victory after that performance. I am going to go for a 2 all draw. Oof. Uh, I fancy Amazon United to beat Wissa on the walk. 
the Whistler are a lot older. Amish United really haven't got the legs or the manpower to bring anybody out. Yeah, I'll go for uh, a 1-0 draw. And I will go for 1-0 win. And I'll be supporting Hissa and Whistle on Saturday. Hissa and Whistle? Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. More More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. How's Nigel doing in Super 6? Whoops. I'll beat you this week. Nah. 16 points, mate. Don't worry, Peter. Peter? 